Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number 45 of the Always Race Day podcast presented by the Carlotto Group. If you want a car that can get you from point A to point B, if you want a car that can take you across the street to Casey's, down the road to come and go, and all the way up to Sioux Falls to see the Iowa Barnstormers play against the storm. Call the Carl Auto Group. They'll get it taken care of as quickly and easily as you could imagine. They're the best at what they do. They're the cleanest at what they do. They're the easiest with any decision you can make with purchasing your next vehicle. Also, something I learned today, Damon, did you know that military veterans get $500 off any purchase of a pre-owned vehicle with the Carl Auto Group? I did not. Pretty badass feature, if you ask me. So call the Carl Auto Group or go to carlotto.com and they'll get you hooked up. Mention that we sent you. Tell them Connor and Damon said that we love you guys and whisper it in their ear and tell it to them passionately. Uh, I want to see if anyone actually does that. I I would just be genuinely curious in the reactions of the employee there. Uh, And then tell them to tell their supervisor and then tell their supervisor to tell the guy in the ad department of it. I just, I just want to see how far we can get that. All right. Anyways, episode number 45. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgeval. Damon, Jacob Allen has won his second world of outlaws race of the season currently on the world of outlaws wins list uh there's a few guys uh carson macedo at four i believe it's uh geo selzy david david gravel uh and sheldon hodden shield with two um and then you add jacob allen and those are the top guys and then below jacob allen uh right now is brad sweet how about that 18 races in the year anyone predict that jacob allen would have more wins than brad sweet no, and if they did, that they were crazy in the first place. Uh, they were probably uh, doing the same stuff that the refs in the Stars Calgary game right now uh, were doing before the before the night started. No, well, that's probably fair. 
It's been insane. Yeah, guys, we're recording right now. I don't want, I'm not trying to nominate myself for podcaster of the year or anything, or, or me and Damon as podcasts of the year at the potties, or uh, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, but but we're recording between the second and third period of the Stars game. Uh, Jacob Allen got his second World of Outlaws win of the season about eight minutes ago at uh, Lincoln. Well, it's been more than eight minutes. Twelve? It's been more than that. Okay, I, I was sweating the stars for about seven. Um, that was hockey time. Uh, it and it was an hour ago when Jacob Allen took the checkered flag. Well, now Damon's making me feel bad because I, I asked him if it's okay if we waited till the end of the second. He never texted he me back. He said 10 minutes. 10 minutes turned to 20. Now 20s turned to a half hour. I, I did. Uh, I have someone over at my place. Uh, I went to the gas station to get them an energy drink because they were getting tired of watching the stars play. <laughs> we got to talk Jacob Allen. Well, uh, we can talk about my, my dumb ass uh, in a bit here. Jacob Allen, dude, we've talked about shark racing is back. I didn't think we'd get, we'd see him get a win this early uh, again. And we were at his second career win at Lake Ozark. Was that the ninth race of the season? Something like that. It was early. All right. So this is the 18th. So the 27th race, we're all betting our all our money on Jacob Allen to win that one. Well, that's a good way that trends are going. Then yes. Yeah, I, I do. I, shark racing has got something this year. This is shark racing has not got something. Jacob Allen has something. Logan has a win. He just he won at Bristol, yeah, which is the do. toughest the toughest track on the World of LS schedule uh, at this point in the season. Bristol Motor Speedway. He has a win. What did he do tonight? I'm getting Logan on here, and I'm going to have him grill you. That's fine. And I want you to grill him back. I think that would be fantastic back and forth. Here's the thing. I can take it. I'm not afraid. No, I know that. I, I just you, – you are so shy to give Logan any credit, and it's one of the only two-car teams. Get, do something. You can't just have one win and then – 12 mediocre finishes and expect someone to say that it's good. Shark racing isn't owned by a NASCAR star that has all the money in the world. I, I get that. But on the same token, like know, it's, it's a two car team trying to operate on a one car, you know, um, I don't want to say one car budget. Um, just one car approach. This approach is usually seen in one car, which is what any kind of normal sprint car team is kind of composed of. This is a two-car team that's been on the Outlaws tour. They keep they've got they had gotten better every season up until last year. Last year was the first year they ever took a step back. I'm not surprised that they've collected three wins. That's one third of the victories in the series, Damon. That's more than Casey Kane Racing has collected one-third of the victories so far this year as i was saying it's one thing to be a two-car team running on the one-car budget however the one car is getting outran by a country mile by his own teammate i wouldn't consider country mile though it is how so? Logan yeah, Logan is above Logan Logan Shuhart is above Jacob Allen in the World of Outlaw Standings. Where did Logan Shuhart finish tonight? 
Well, you're taking one race and calling it the whole season. No, I'm not. That's this is, this is a steady thing. Just yes, he is ahead of him in points for sure. But we also saw Jacob Allen have how many luck issues go against him early on. Logan Schuhart was 11th tonight. Uh, just three tenths of a second behind Lance DeWeese, four tenths of a second behind Brad Sweet, and uh, two and a half seconds ahead of Donnie Schatz. For reference. The thing about it is Logan is shown that he can run up front and dominate this series, but what is he? He has not done that. He's not done that this year. Okay, so if you're listening to this on Thursday at one o'clock, I'm going to put a poll up that says bigger, bigger guest for the Always Race Day podcast, Casey Schumann and Logan Schuhart, and I'll extend the invite for Sunday night to whoever 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 wins that poll. I'll actually probably just ask them both, and we'll see what we get. How about it? We'll try to get Jacob too. We got one one for three. We'll get one of them next week, hopefully too. Dude, I, I am I am so impressed with Jacob Allen though. Um, he had he had the lead. It got taken away from him from Peck. I think it was Peck, right? Yes. Okay, I was just making sure I remembered correctly. He got taken away from Peck, and it, like he said in Victory Lane, like he never gave up. Went back at it. Got a caution. Got him on the restart. Not even on the restart. It was a couple laps into the run, and then he held him off on the single file. So, I just a hell of a that one. Like that one was one that Jacob like definitely won. If if you wanted to call the rubber down one at Lake Ozark like a lucky win, like Jacob Allen's showing he's got something this year. It wasn't a lucky win at Lake Ozark. He dominated the whole day. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So and he got not lucky. And this one, he just had a really fast car. Right. Um, I like that track too. I wish the outlaws would go would go there more than uh Williams Grove. A lot of people not uh did you see those tweets? Uh there's one I think it was live dirt updates, uh, I believe tweeted it, but they said uh I can't believe Lincoln Speedway only gets one date on the outlaw schedule and Williams Grove gets six. I think I think Williams Grove is oversaturated, do you? Yeah. Yeah, they run there a lot. So, like, aside from the on-track action, which, you know, you and I both know with Iowa Speedway. Iowa Speedway is one of the most exciting circuits on NASCAR and IndyCar's tour, especially IndyCar. I I will tell everyone that. It's, like, the best damn thing. Like, I would probably recommend you to World of Outlaws at Port Royal. Um, But you can get lucky and unlucky with what your action is on the track. But so, so many times I I feel like Williams Grove, isn't that, isn't that fortunate to get a good race there? Um, It just doesn't feel like it's going to be a great race when they go to Williams Grove. Um, Yet Williams Grove, you know, has all these races on the schedule. And I hear from fans all the time that are like unsatisfied with, Will Williams Grove asked for tickets and the experience there. It just sounds like it's like the least fun track of all of them. I get the history behind it and I, I get that, but you know, 
I, I would like to see the promoters at Williams Grove fix that or fix the fan experience, not the action on track. You can only get so much of that, right? But can we get Lincoln and Port Royal on the schedule more? That's what I want. You know, at least get them, get, you know, give them a couple extra dates. Obviously, you got to take away somewhere else, but give them an extra date somewhere. I just take a look, take away Williams Grove race. Honestly, I race there. I would race two nights at Lincoln and then race at Williams Grove. But I, the Gettysburg class, like name, I like that. Yeah, it was good. And it I, was good. I don't know how it would factor into points. I wish they would do like a qualify, like the first night sets your points for the second. They could do something like that. I understand why they kind of don't, but. I wish some of these two-day events, like if you're going to name it something cool, like would just be two-day formats. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're getting we're getting into things that aren't like pertinent to tonight, right? What do you think of uh, What do you think of Jacob Allen and where he finishes in the standings? J- I mean, James McFadden's right in front of him. Uh, you look at. I haven't looked at the new standings yet. Um, I'll, I, I don't know. Basically. If I I'd have to write him down. I'd basically say that he's probably going to, based on the way he's running, he would gain maybe a spot or two. Yeah, so that's, you're looking at McFadden? At best seventh, you know, um, but he, the consistency, that's the thing that is, is more or less, why I'm not necessarily against, but not on the train for shark racing is the inconsistency throughout so far. Jacob Allen's had two great wins who's dominated the night, but prior to tonight, he only had eight top tens on the season and 17 starts. So, but he does lead the series and he race wins with seven. Okay, but at the end of the night, that doesn't mean anything. It means something to me just because I just said it. It means literally nothing. Do you think he passes Donnie shots? He could. I mean, Donnie didn't do anything impressive tonight. He had to come out of the B main and didn't really do anything impressive tonight. So, you know, Donnie's got to got to get his program together i love donnie shots but it's not a good season for him either right now not yet not yet it is you're right shot <laughs> let's let's uh so brad sweet finished ninth tonight uh carson macedo third uh carson is eight points out of the world of outlaws uh standings lead what do you think of that battle? Um, it's been it's been a rough three races for Sweet. You didn't have Eldora in there to pat it. He's obviously not good at Bristol. Um, ninth is not bad. Don't don't I don't catch me saying that. Uh, and if you keep running top tens, you're you're gonna run away with the damn title uh, as long as Mosquito doesn't run a top ten every night. Or same with David Gravel, right? But uh, what what a points race we got going on right now. I said it from the beginning, Miss. This is Macedo's year. He's won four races already this year. He's got 14 top tens entering tonight. Picked up another one on top of it. He's consistently fast. He's always near the front. Oh, and by the way, he just dominated a pretty darn good field at Knoxville last weekend. So they're 
pretty locked in when they go there for June. Um, I, I mean, he's in my, in my eyes, he's the front runner. I know he's second in the points right now behind sweet, but he's the front runner. And I don't talk about for world of allies or national nationals. Both this point. Okay. All right. All right. I like both it. This point. But you know, he, he's the front runner for it going in. So, uh, I don't, do you want to, do you want to start doing world of outlaws power rankings? It's not a bad idea. Cause I'm thinking about doing Knoxville nationals ones. Uh, and we could just get together and do them every week. I think it'd be fun for people reading our site. It'd be regular content every week. I don't know what, what day we would probably focus on doing it Monday. Um, that or you do it entering the race weekend. So whatever, right right so the day the day before the race probably yeah yeah uh well in i want to get with uh well maybe we'll have eric arnold on because he was the originator of knoxville nationals power rankings so if we could and we could all do it together i could get uh ben ben tretkin i don't know i don't know how to say the last name tretkin tretkin uh big blues fan and uh his kids are golden knights fans or one of them is at the very least but uh both good guys they uh they do the uh dirt from knoxville podcast uh so listen to that if you got time um we got scotty johnson coming up later in the pod we haven't mentioned that yet we're we're recording this after the scotty interview um and through the night i wanted to make sure we included what happened tonight um damon it would have been funny as hell if i said like Hey, we're we're recording this before the race airs, but Jacob Allen just wiped the floor with the Pennsylvania posse. See, <laughs> it sounded much better. I almost wish we would have just done that. It would have just been much better. No, I I do. I think I will say that Shark Racing's on the uptick. You know, they're on the swing up, but I'm not gonna jump on on ship until they're consistently in you know the top three and it, it basically comes down to logan i mean it, jacob's having a good year and being in the spotlight and yeah logan's running well 12 okay but no okay hold on oh i get i understand what you're saying and i'm not trying to just fight you for the betterment of the podcast right but you talk about consistency that you want to see from logan which i understand i i understand what you're wanting to see but like five minutes ago, you talked about the inconsistency of Jacob Allen's finishes and why he's so deep down in the standings. Right. But you just, you opened this podcast by saying, did you think Jacob Allen would have two wins before Brad Sweet did? I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to everybody, but I I'm using your words against you. So play the game. I'm not smart enough to know what you're saying. Basically what I'm saying. I get it. I get I no one expects Jacob Allen to be running to the front right now. Right. So you're saying that that's their second car. Yes. Okay. So your car is outrunning the first car. I would just like, okay, don't bring a formula one viewpoint into this. We don't need that. Not in this sport. Uh, 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 those cars. Is it true though? No, not in this sport. No. No, I mean, is what's happening true? Is there a one car and then there's a second car? No, I think they the way sprint car racing works, man. Like it's 
you have I, a cr- I know how the sport works. I've been around racing enough. I know how the sport works. I was, okay, I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to explain to you. More to more to people. Sorry, I chose I chose a bad set of words for that. But you you have the crew chief, right? And you have the driver and the driver goes out and he has a feel of the car and he's going to tell the crew chief how he feels, what he wants changed, and the crew chief is going to change it to the best of his ability. Jacob Allen's crew chief is is on nails this year as well, uh, helping him get that car right. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. it's not an easy thing. If it was an easy thing, then you'd, you'd see the same guy winning every race. Yeah. Actually, well, maybe... <laughs> I, I'm talking myself out of what I'm saying, but you, you understand. You understand what I mean. Is it's it's all feel, and you know. Do you expect Jacob Allen to have more wins than Logan at the end of the season coming in? No, it hasn't happened ever. Not any season. Any season leading up to this one, it hasn't happened. But. Last year was the first year that Shark Racing ever took a step back. We've never seen that before. Right. It's what it's I'm, unheralded circumstances, man. What I'm saying is you expect Logan Schuhart to be in the name game with Brad Sweet and David Gravel. Obviously, Macedo's having a breakout year, which is great for him and someone that we kind of saw as a, as a dark horse, but – we also saw Logan Schuart as, as that same feature and he's not necessarily had the best year. So he, sure he's, you know, he, he can go on and, and have a great year after this and, and move forward and, and I'll sit back and respect it. But to this point, he hasn't been the standout that we, we saw a few years ago. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll get one of the shark guys on on Sunday. Hopefully, um, we'll we'll talk to people. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, I just want to know what the what's going like. What's the difference? Why why is Jacob winning, and why is Logan running more consistent? That's what I want to know because. That's that's a fair question. The way you phrased, it. fuck! Oh my god, fuck! Sorry, sorry, sorry for the uh, the cuss words in your your speakers, people, and they were probably pretty loud. That's on me. The uh, the Flames just scored to tie the game. There's 13 minutes to go. Not a big fan of this. I'm sure the refs had something to do with it, but I'm watching the game on mute. Um, yeah, yep. Uh, redirect goal uh, from from the right dot. Oh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one, uh, no one guarded that guy, uh, and the puck slid right through a defender's foot. Uh, untouched everywhere. Uh, the puck went right in. Uh, looks pretty clean. I will be blaming the refs for that one for sure. Okay, well, now it's one-to-one, and uh, the Stars uh, situation just changed up a lot. Damon, how uh, how are you doing? Um, I'm all right. Sorry, we were talking about, I liked how you phrased, I liked how you phrased uh, the question you asked right before they scored. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, 
I think part of it's luck, right? Part, uh, part of it is just right place, right time. You get, but you get Knights, wins. You get wins when you get them, and and sometimes you don't get them. But the nights that Jacob Allen's won, he's dominated. And did you think he dominated tonight? He led like eight, ten laps of a thirty-five lap feature. Black half of the race. Once he got past Peck, he led most of the back half of the race. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called him dominated tonight. I wouldn't say a dominating, but he drove away at the end. Yeah. The car. I mean, he was on. Don't you think Logan Schuhart drove away from Aaron Wright at Bristol? I didn't get to see that night. That's fair. All right, that's okay. Well, you you didn't see Logan Schuhart kick everybody's ass. Well, the one night I missed out on one night. (laughs) But you know, it, it wasn't necessarily the domination that we saw at Lake Ozark, but you could tell he had a really fast car tonight, but on the same token, Logan's more been more consistent throughout the year. I mean, the statistics show that he's been more consistent. So what's the difference? Why is one car winning and one car being consistent? Right. All right. Yeah, that's fair. We'll, uh, we'll ask one of them about it. Uh, hopefully on the next episode. Maybe the second to next, whatever you would uh, call that one. Um, let's talk Fender Rockets for a second, and then we'll get you guys to the Scotty Johnson interview. Um, fun stuff, kids. Uh, that Scotty Scotty Johnson just won the uh, first uh, Pace Pro Knoxville Weekly race of uh, his career. So cool stuff for him. He, he's trying to explore uh 410 sprint car racing and wants to try it at a short track before he tries it anywhere else uh potentially burlington's uh 34 raceway we talked about on the pod with him uh it's a great interview in my opinion um super good kid uh just graduating high school this weekend so we'll talk to him in a bit jake or uh damon um Chris Madden takes tonight's uh, night one of the Colossal 100 uh, with race XR at the dirt track at Charlotte. Uh, and then also Brandon Shepard wins the Castro Flow Racing Night in America uh, race at Spoon River. So what what do you think of uh, the late model results tonight? Um, and actually, before you answer that, I want to ask you what you think of uh, Kyle Larson uh being in a flow racing car running the race xr tour on the same night that uh flow racing is running their series you know that picture of johnny cash where he's flipping off the the camera it's basically that motto (laughs) do you think do you think kyle larson do you think kyle larson perfects the trifecta and runs a dirt vision scheme next year hundred <laughs> percent the the whole well we talked about it with ricky weiss last week was race xr is putting out more money right now right so that's why people are going to those races so yes flows having their racing night in america and and they're a sponsor on kyle's car but when you don't have a um when you're not basically not running for a points title there and you can choose wherever you want to go then you go where the money takes you 
Well, I think to that point he was too. And there's a there's a massive points balance to or bonus, I guess, to what you get if you run full time with the Castro Flow Racing Series. And I think there's one for Race XR as well. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of money to be made in late model racing and uh, the midweek series and uh, race XR is also pretty sparse, but they're also through the weekend for all of their events. Um, so, you, you, you know, you're getting a mix of guys on all of them. Um, do I wish everybody would just schedule with each other? at the start of the year and take a Monday, Tuesday race and regionalize like what they're running. Like, Hey, we're going to run Charlotte these two days and then you can run all tech Wednesday, Thursday of this week. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll, they'll run at, you know, wherever. Right. I I wish, I, I wish they could all sit down and do that. It goes back to that conversation I had with you last, either last time or two weeks ago, was the fact that we we need to have one national touring series and the regional quote unquote series running off of it. I just think that, and I still want you, I still want you to do that vlog. I think it'd be fucking awesome, honestly, if you did that. This this podcast is going to be the most i've cussed ever and it's all because of a hockey game (laughs) and jacob motherfucking allen let me tell you what but uh oh he hit the goalie you gotta be kidding me i'll tell you i've gotten some back pain i played hockey last night i pulled something in my back i don't even know when i do it or when i did it um i'm getting i'm getting old it's annoying as hell, but I still want you to write that blog. And at the end of the day, all these lay model series could still put on the same purses, I guess. You're going to lose a little on the crowd. And I think that's, that's the determining factor. So like I work, I work in indoor football, right? Like everything is determined on how big the crowd is. I guess not everything like 95% is on the ticket, sa- ticket sales are, is different from the crowd, right? Right. So for an indoor football league team, at least for the Iowa barnstormers, you have a number of tickets that have been bought. Right, through deals, through through advertising, through something, whatever model that they're running, you have a number of tickets that have been bought. Is that butter that you're rubbing on your lips? No, it's a... Oh, um, oh that, it would have been but better if it was butter. Oh, my God. I I think we, you were saying about no, I think we need to end the podcast. Calgary scored again. I don't even know what happened. I wasn't looking at it. It's probably good. Oh my god, I'm I'm beside myself. So what I was saying was they, they have a monetary model. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Josh texted me and said wow it is as soon as I said that. It's a five hole goal. I don't like that. Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm the biggest Dallas Stars fan there is. Uh this is uh 
I'm dying inside right now. Well, uh, nine minutes to uh, change the world, I guess. I don't know. If Jacob Allen can win, then we can win this game, right? Uh, pretty hollow statement there from Connor. Okay. Uh, what was I saying, Damon? The model for the indoor football league. Uh, it obviously differs with the fans at the racetrack. You have to have the fans there, and you're not making that much on streaming or anything like that. So you got to make up for it with the fans of the track. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know logistically how it could work. Um, I'd love to learn more about it. I'd love to talk to somebody about it. Um, so maybe sometime we can get a race XR guy or a Lucas guy, some division, someone on here, uh, that would like to talk about, uh, specifically on the late model side, uh, just the streaming platforms and everything like that. Cause it, it is, interesting to me um kind of the the spot we're at at late model racing uh brandon shepherd looks to be the guy for the castro flow racing series um and that's in contrary to jonathan davenport and kyle larson who were battling in the series uh to the end last year right right so we'll uh we'll see what kind of comes from that and and everything about it uh i know i don't like you know uh me sitting here at home uh it's it's cool i get i got a uh, twenty two thousand to win late model race at spoon river in illinois and i got a twenty five thousand to win race at charlotte uh down in north carolina so you know that's cool for me as a fan but like you have to pay attention to two news. yeah you have to pay attention to two nights of racing and the casual fans not doing what i'm doing right that's what i'm saying is you have to choose which one you're going to watch that night because most times people aren't going to flip back and forth especially on two completely different platforms yeah you're you're absolutely right um I'm sorry. I've completely lost any train of thought onto any uh, any good response to what you just said. I just know there's 7:46 left in the Stars game, and I'm eating my soul out of my body. I wish I could help you, but I can't. Vegas missed the playoffs. <laughs> yes, they did. As I told Imagine imagine doing that and not being heartbroken tonight and, and being able to enjoy Jacob Allen's win. See, here's the deal. Here's how you get past playoff heartbreak. Don't make the playoffs. Well, this is the first time Vegas has done it. You guys are rookies at this. You can't you can't be throwing that at us. Hey, you don't make the playoffs, you don't have playoff heartbreak. All right, well, I'm going to hope to uh, be able to wake all my neighbors at the apartment I'm moving out of soon uh, in the next seven minutes. So y'all uh, y'all go enjoy this uh, Scotty Johnson interview. Wow, I slurred the crap out of that. Um, it's a good interview. I think you'll enjoy it. Damon, you got anything else? No, it's a good interview. Great kid and um, glad that. I'm glad that we're close family friends with him to to be able to get him on. 
Absolutely. A uh, bunch of nights of racing coming up. I think I think we've got basically racing action or on-track action between Indy 500 practice and stuff like that for like the next, what day is it, the 11th, 18 days, I believe. There might be a Monday in there that isn't covered, um, but we'll have, we'll have track action. We'll have it for you here at Always Race Day. Uh, and the IndyCar Grand Prix is this, what's it called? GMR Grand Prix at Indianapolis Road Course is this weekend for IndyCar. That'll be exciting. It's on Saturday. Uh, we'll be at Knoxville Saturday night. Um, and then Sunday is the Kansas race. Damon will be at the Kansas race. So if you don't see a podcast from us on Monday morning, it will be up on Tuesday morning. We promise you that. Uh, whether it's Damon or uh, Josh, Damon might be tired. He's tired right now. I mean, yeah. I've had some long days. We've got a lot of cleaning going on and the air conditioning in my office building went out. So it's been a long couple of days. Sounds like you're just shedding pounds for free. No, no, I am not shedding pounds at all. You should wear, you should wear a sweat, a sweat inducing shirt. No, see, I can deal with sweating outside. I don't like to sweat in period, but I can deal with it sweating outside. When I'm sitting inside and sweating, now we have problems. <laughs> I'm saying turn those problems into solutions, buddy. No, nope. I'll pass. All right. Well, y'all enjoy this. Scotty Johnson up next right after the break. Appreciate y'all. All right, guys, we're now joined by a very special guest, the uh, newest addition to the Knoxville Raceway all-time wins list. It's Scotty Johnson. Scotty, thanks for uh, coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I got, I got to get this out of the way first. Damon, Damon and you know each other. Where's that from? Uh, so, There's a connection. So his dad used to be my, uh, my business teacher in school for a while, uh, for actually a, while, for a long time. And I... Uh, kind of just started to get him know out of school and that's how I kind of met Damon at the races a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of funny cause obviously I, I ran, you know, junior dragsters when I was a kid. And so dad going over to Melcher Dallas and teaching, and then Scotty was in the class dad, there's, there's not a lot of people that my dad talks about from Melcher Dallas still more than, more than Scotty. There is, there's something about it. And, yeah, it's cool to to meet up and and get to hang out a little bit and uh, cool connections like that. Scotty and I could be the only people to have the only other person on the planet that has also seen you race a junior dragster along with me. Uh, it's that we know. I I I don't I don't know. Who knows? Scotty, have you been to Eddieville? I I've been down there for. I have a my dad's friend races a dra- uh, not a big dragster but like a. A souped up Pontiac, I think, and yep. I've been down there. I've been down there once. I want to go back, but I haven't been down there since then. There's nothing better, Damon, than being in the crowd full of everyone else drinking and just standing up and screaming when the junior dragsters come out. It always gets last. It's the oldest joke I have. I I tell you what, my only race win was in front of the largest crowd in Eddyville history. So I think I saw it. You would have been like a little kid, but yeah. Well, what year was it? It was like, gosh, that's a long time ago. I don't remember. If it was any time after like 2007, I'd, I'd know. It might have been 2010. I think it was our last year. 
I think it was 2010. Gosh, we'll do that. We'll do that podcast on a different story. We'll have to find it because I got DVDs of those, dude. Well, there's a possibility. But speaking of first wins, how about this guy getting the first one at Knoxville Saturday? Um, I'm going to ask the first question. Normally, Connor does. So I'm going to ask like four. Well, I'm going to ask the first real question today, okay? So uh, to get your name added on to that long list of winners that's been at that famed racetrack that you've grown up going to, how cool is that? Uh, it's, I still can't believe it. Uh, I was coming to the finish line, and I was pounding that rock screen, and I was just pumped. And uh, I've wanted it for so long growing up at English Creek. Uh, I, I raced there since I was three and four. And uh, watching all those guys make those laps over at Knoxville every every week, you know, you always want to get there. And it was finally finally cool to be able to take that that uh, that right turn to victory lane. <laughs> was the uh, was the right turn difficult? I I mean, I was more worried I was going to run into the actual like backboard they have there. That's the- Macedo did it before you did. I'm sure you didn't see that. At you know, you're obviously sitting waiting to go on the track but he you you beat him in that competition of just getting in victory lane smoothly yeah i was i was more yeah i was just trying to make sure i didn't hit anything and i was kind of constantly looking and i'm glad i didn't hit anything because that would have been embarrassing (laughs) what uh oh you're good damon go what what was it like you know seeing seeing the family going to victory lane what was it like seeing your dad and and uh and all the family and everybody well, it was pretty cool because, I mean, the last time I was there uh, when Chris Walrovin was straight racing, uh, driving for us back in 2020, uh, I was there, but I was from their perspective. So it was really cool to drive in there and get out of the car and see them all around me. That was a way, way cooler point of view. <laughs> how, uh, how astonished were you when you were doing the wing dance? Just you get up there and it's got to all just hit you at one time. And it looked like, I mean, I was sitting there taking a photo of you. And I was like, he, I, he doesn't know what to think right now. This is fantastic. Yeah. I, I didn't know what bar to stand on, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I went for the top ones. I thought that's where I was supposed to go. And I, I guess that's the one you go on. I was, I mean, I was more thinking about, all right, don't look stupid. Don't look stupid. Trying to get, because <laughs> I, I had no idea what I was doing. So I kind of just rolled with it. But yeah, when I got up there, I just, I, it was one of the happiest moments ever. So we've had uh, Ron Caps on the show, and we still got to get him back on to get him a new celebration for when he wins uh, in the NHRA Funny Car Series. But we got Damon. We should get him on the celebration list. We need to get we need to get a celebration. Yeah, we got all right. We got a few conditions for you. Are you are you opposed to shoeies? Uh, I'm I'm 18, so I guess, Legally, I guess yeah. That we're that's three years down the road. So we got time for this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could do one when I'm old enough. I guess I could do a Mountain Dew one. <laughs> oh, that might be even funnier. I think that would almost be better, to be honest with you. It might, it might complete the meme if we got it big enough on social media. Plus, you, who knows? You might pick up a Mountain Dew sponsorship that way. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I raced a 305 in Knoxville, but maybe. <laughs> any, any Coke distributors, Pepsi distributors listening? There you go. We got your guy. <laughs> no, that that's cool. So, obviously, you're you're finishing out your senior year of high school. Did you have any buddies at the racetrack that you know have kind of hyped you up at school this week? Now, well, uh, actually, on my crew is uh, Sam Conrad, which is Mike Van Der Ecken's grandkid. He's on my crew, 
And then uh, Seth Walrin, which is Chris Walrin's kid, is also on my crew. But he's he goes to Knoxville. But yeah, me and Sam have been kind of in the blasted school. There's been a lot of uh, teachers and stuff saying good job, and it's it's kind of surreal. But yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's awesome. Do you just elevate to the most popular kid in school for the week then? Well, I mean, is that I, how it works? I was already kind of popular. Cause, you know, I only have a class of 26, so everyone kind of knows each other. But uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. So the first time I ever walked into that school, I, I didn't realize that 95% of the entire Melcher Dallas school population was in that one building. Yep, for, for the most part, yeah. So when he's, he's not only just like the talk of high school, Connor, like this is the whole dang school. I, I, I could like say that I understand how small it is, but I definitely, I went to Valley 700 in the class. Like I, I do not, I can't comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like from seventh to uh, 12th grade, it's like 140 people, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't, I can't grasp it. I'd have to compare it to something, but uh, we, we'd be splitting hairs there. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is, uh, it's Melcher Dallas High School. Is that what it's called? Yep. Well, junior high. Uh, it's, it's like junior, senior high or something like that, but yeah. Gotcha. And so you'll, uh, Scotty's graduating uh, next weekend, right? Yep. And then what are your, uh, what are your plans after this? Do you think about going to college? Or are you going to just keep racing and turn that into a career? What's, uh, what's it look like? Well, I want, I want to race for a career, obviously. I mean, that's my, been my dream since I was little, but there's a little bit of luck and a little bit of right situation. You got to be for that. So I just got to keep going where I'm going for now and see where it takes me. But my, my plan for uh, college is I'm going to go to central college for finance. So I can kind of finance my own career in a way. <laughs> He's got yeah. this planned out, man. I, well, that's why I asked. I, you got to see, man. Yeah. So I'm, I'll be a valid Victorian this Saturday. There's, next saturday there's six of us so uh that, that helps the college and that kind of thing so i'm really excited for that no that's a huge honor geez yeah it's this guy this guy reached out to my dad multiple times about homework things that he needed to get done while when he was gone my dad said there's never been a student of any <laughs> studies ever had that's reached out to do that yeah, yeah, he, uh, uh, your dad was a really good teacher on that kind of stuff, and I loved being in his class. I just, I mean, I mean, my ideology was I'm already sitting in this chair. Might as well get it, get it done with while I'm sitting here not doing anything. But Well, and obviously get it done well. I mean, that's, you know, no short honor, uh, no matter where you get a valedictorian at. Yeah. Is, that, is that how you say that, Damon? I was not, I was nowhere close there. No, you were right. Okay. Damon, go ahead. Uh, I was, you know, it, it all, obviously, I, I have a little bit of background because I know, know Scotty, but how, you know, he got to continue to race was because of his grades, basically. Am I right on that? Yeah. So, I mean, forever, my dad's always said that if I didn't have good grades, I wouldn't be able to race because, you know, you don't want to be slacking off in school and then you ruin your future or whatever. So I've always had to have, well, for me, since I'm capable of straight A's, if I ever got a B, it was, oh, no, don't do Oh, man, that's scary. But uh, so and then I had good, good grades just be, and I kept them through. I was my injury and all that. So uh, 
I mean, yeah. And then I had to work really hard to get back in the race car. Cause I was, uh, 30 pounds overweight and I lost 30 pounds and, uh, a lot of stuff like that. So for the people at home that, uh, don't know about your accident, Scotty, can you kind of uh, summarize it a little, uh, my buddy, Mark Freund, I uh, did an interview with you uh, a couple years ago, right. Um, at the 360 nationals, but, uh, kind of summarize, uh, what happened there. If you could, I know it's not probably the easiest thing to talk about, but. Yeah. So basically I was, uh, distributing fuel in a room, uh, and, in the middle of it, it just uh, sparked from what they told me static electricity, but I can't tell you too much on what caused the static because I don't know, to be honest. Uh, but, and then that's just what happened. I suffered 30% burns and I was in the, on, in the burn unit for 32 days in Iowa City before I came home and start, kept my recovery going on. How, uh, how tough was it to lose the 30 pounds after that? Uh, it was pretty tough. I had to run. I mean, I kind of chilled off a little, but uh, I had to run a 5K every day and uh, my jump rope and that kind of thing. You ran a 5K every day? Yeah, it was it, it was steroid weight, so that stuff was freaking stubborn. I, shred, I shredded a lot of pounds one summer to play hockey and, like, play hockey at an adult level. That wasn't – I played in, like, a minor league roller hockey system, but – I shredded 50 pounds in a summer. I guarantee I wasn't running a 5k every night. Yeah. It was like two miles and then a bunch of calisthenics and stuff. Yeah. So I was doing the 5k and a bunch of that kind of stuff, like jump roping and boxing and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I lost it in like a month or a month and a half's time. So it wasn't, I, I did it pretty fast doing that way, but. So I, I've not really had the opportunity to talk to you about, you know, obviously your accident and everything, but what, what was it that made you or, or drove you to go back into racing afterwards? Uh, when I woke up from my, my first coma or whatever they put me in, the, 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 the my biggest fear was I was never going to be able to race again. And I made my dad promise me I was going to be able to do it. And then I kind of used racing the other way around to help me through my burn actually. Like, Every time something was hard, every time something was not going my way, I just thought I need to keep doing this. I need to get back to racing. I need to, you know, whatever it, whatever it takes to get to back to that level before I can compete again, I need to do. And that's kind of what drove me through it. So did that make Saturday even more special? Yeah, so it was kind of like a, I mean, I have a long ways to still go because I still have more surgeries and that kind of thing. But uh, it kind of, uh, it was kind of like a, a pinpoint of like along the journey of something that's uh, proved I've come far so far, but there's still so much more to go. So that, when did the, when did the accident happen? Uh, it was October of 2019. Okay. And you're still doing surgeries today. Not, yeah. well, not, not today, today, but right. in the yeah. present. So I'll have surgeries during the, uh, the winter because I've kind of compromised with them to let me allow me to race. And then I kind of take the off season to, to, to do surgeries, which I've done over the last couple of years. And uh, there's many more I have to still do. But... So you're a valedictorian and you've negotiated with your doctor. This guy can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really important to me. And uh, there's a lot of advocating that you have to do it in the hospital. Otherwise, let us tell you what to do. So there was a lot of, I want to still race. I, I don't want to take time off. I don't want to have a balloon in my shoulder to grow skin type of deal. So I did other surgeries instead of that. So just little things like that. And you, you don't have to go into the details if you don't want to, but like what goes into the surgeries and how tough are they on you? 
Well, for, for me, like, and I learned this at the beginning of last year too. So uh, like this year, we didn't have another surgery at the end of the year, like, cause I was supposed to have one in like late February, early March, but we decided to go not do it because like when they put me down, they, I'm a hard put down. So I, they have to give me like, like so much more than what I, than a normal person gets. And you're running out their budget on the morphine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, i I mean, morphine doesn't even work on me. So if you, if you get <laughs> So uh, this man is invincible. Okay? You got to tell him to just start with that and then screw with them for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Close your eyes for five seconds and then be like, Oh, just, just kidding. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, yeah. So the stuff they end up do- using is that they end up pumping up the ketamine is what they end up doing. And that makes me loopy for the next like three days uh, after my surgery. And then uh, the, the, a lot of it's like the stuff they use that kind of like fogs in your head for like over a course of like a month. So you, it, uh, we, we, we learned that it kind of impacts like your thinking and the way you're able to process things, which necessarily isn't good to have on your head when you're racing. So, uh, we, we think that kind of helps going into this year, being able to, to think clearer than I did last year. So now that, you know, you're continuing on, uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, what this year kind of holds and, um, you got some some big plans and some big goals for this upcoming year. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm hoping to just carry some momentum coming off of the off the win Saturday. Hopefully, we can continue to stay fast. You know, we've gotten first, second, and fifth quick t- uh, quick times, so it's been it's been pretty good there. We've been able to carry some speed. Uh, hopefully, maybe we have some more instances where it puts us in a position where we have the opportunity to win. And uh, and on the ops, and I'm hope I'm still. I mean, this is what I want to do. I want to race some short track 410 stuff in our 410 car. So I'm hoping I can convince my dad to do that. But have you looked at Burlington at all? Uh yeah. I think that'd be one of the places we would go. Would be on one of those either like a Power Eye show or a weekly show when they show up. Absolutely. And you're uh, you're fifth right now uh, in the Pace Pro Series. We're good friends, too, with Eric Bridger. So if you guys ever get in a fight, we're going to get you both on at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he's a nice guy. I, I like him a lot. Uh, I don't think I'll ever fight with him, hopefully. It's hard to hate Eric. You, you really, you really got to go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a great racer. Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Um, talk about the the Pace Pro uh, class in Knoxville because it, it it isn't thankfully as much of a crapshoot as it was last year when you guys weren't qualifying for time, and but it still just seems like there's seven, eight, nine guys that could win the race at the start of the day. Yeah, it's it's so competitive this year. Uh, growing back the past, you know, track champion from last year, he's still fast. He was on my butt the entire time in that feature. Uh, Barrick was faster the first night. He was qualifying good. Uh, then you got Wilkie, who was on the front row of that race. Bridger, Stelzer. I mean, any of those guys can just go out and, and win a race if they are given the opportunity to. And, uh, I mean, even, I mean, Mayberry won the first one that night. And, you know, it's just, it all depends on your position and where you're able to hit the, your marks, depending on the race. And it's anybody's race, no matter where you're starting. How thankful were you to have your win on the, on the second race? Because you could probably celebrate a, a lot longer than if it was the first one. Well, I don't, I don't know if I was necessarily thinking about that. But yeah, <laughs> I, it, it did. It did give us a little longer time to celebrate in victory lane. But uh, I was just glad to be able to win one. To be honest, I, I, I mean, we we have been struggling with dry slick setups for like a year and a half, half now, and uh, it's it just kind of cool to finally be able to to nail our setup and nail my driving and get it all to kind of come together for a dry slick track. Because we we were fast on the attacking. Uh, 
tacky tracks and like qualifying, but it's just kind of keeping our speed throughout the night is what we were struggling with. So you mentioned the fact that the the class is really tough this year, and you've got a lot of a lot of different guys that that you can compete with on a, a regular basis. I guess you know as, as you go throughout nights, is is there anything that you're you're looking at within to maybe gain a little bit of an edge on on certain guys throughout nights? I mean, I mean, you try and I mean, you know where some people are more comfortable with their running when others are. So you try and look at that when you're on a start. Uh, but I mean, you, you kind of have to race everybody the same run your own race. Cause because of that, because everyone's so competitive, you kind of have to worry on making yourself so good that you can outrun the guy next to you, no matter who he is, because you never know who's going to be outside you. So where's your, if you had a perfect track, where's your favorite place to run? I, I actually prefer the top. It's just, uh, the bottom's just so when, when it's there, it's fast, especially for our pace cars. Cause you know, it's so high up around there. But uh, I used to run the high side all the time at English Creek, and that's kind of what, uh, what my thing was in the 500. So if, if I had a perfect track, I'd run high side if it was faster. Now, I see about 30 trophies behind you. Were those all English Creek trophies? Yeah, so that's from, like, 2011, 2012, and uh, my 500 stuff. So we have all of them are English Creek, and then I have a few of my, like, uh, championship trophies up there when I won the, the, the points out there. So. I like it. I'm moving soon, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have stuff behind me now. Ron gave me shit about it. I was gonna have a just a black and white printer paper cutout of him on the wall, uh, and then my buddy didn't bring it home, and I don't have a printer, so oh, crap. no apartment maybe. So where does where does the Knoxville trophy go? Uh, I actually have it up here with all my special ones, with my driver of the year and stuff, uh, kind of in like a little uh, I don't know. It's kind of like in its own corner. Uh, I'm pretty proud of that one. So it's, it, it's the main trophy right now. <laughs> For sure. So are you, are you in your shop right now or is this like your garage? So this is our shop. Our shop is over here. This is kind of our, uh, our office area for, for where we sell our four wheelers, which pays for most of our racing. So I, I we have like a bigger bay over here to my, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have told me that. Cause now I want a four wheeler. <laughs> I got one. The fuel line's broken, and it's like big, hefty, like mini four wheeler. I want like a real one, but I also don't have a place to drive it or any need for a four wheeler. Yeah, we sell. I mean, we sell from one tens all the way up to seven hundred CCs. I think so. It's we have them all all the way through there. Damon, let's go on one together, and we'll just give it to Ayrton. I think it's a good idea. Why Why would we do that? We just have it for ourselves. Ayrton uh, Genitens, one of my buddies, uh, and he's got this little mini bike. And anyone that gets on it just looks like a bear on a unicycle, dude. It is comically just funny. Watch. And it used to be the four-wheeler that was small for them, and they got a bigger four-wheeler, but they ride the mini bike now all over the place. That's awesome. Didn't you got anything else? No, man, I, I just, you know, I appreciate you jumping on here, Scotty. And, and well, hold on. I got, I got a question before you say goodbye to him. Well, I wasn't just going to say goodbye. I was just appreciating that he joined us. I was, okay. Well, we're both appreciative. You're, you're a hard guy to deal with, Connor. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I think everyone that's been on here would say the same thing. <laughs> Scotty, we ask most drivers this that come on, but if you could pick an unconventional uh car to compete in say it's a, a utv a monster truck uh one of the drag racing boats uh what would it be damon do you have any more examples 
Um, a stadium super truck, Nitro Rallycross. I think you were saying snowmobile. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, snowmobile, snowmobile kind of sounds pretty cool. I mean, I race CR500s on my carts, so maybe one, like one of those on there would be kind of cool. You get you on flow racing snowcross. You ever turn out in the middle of winter? There's if you just check flow, there's like a just a random snow cross race, and it's so fun to just sit there and watch. You have no idea what's going on. Well, I mean, I mean, they it seems like they have everything on there, like from like even carts, like at uh, the uh, the the barn here in Iowa. I think uh, I think Eddieville was on their last fuel altereds. Damon, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think so. I think I think flow took over the rights for the fuel alters. So yeah. Awesome. Well, Scotty, you got. Do you have anything that you want to ask us? We'll uh, turn the floor to you. Okay. Well, I wasn't expecting. Okay, I'll try to come up with something. Uh, how'd you guys start your podcast? What made you guys want to do that? Shoot. Um. So I cover Iowa State. I covered Iowa State women's basketball uh, for Chris Williams at Cyclone Fanatic, uh, and I've always wanted to write about sports, uh, but I always loved racing, um, and so Chris wanted to start up a racing website. And at the same time, a couple years before that, I was kind of getting into the world of allies, getting into dirt racing. And he's like, it was over COVID. It was like in May of COVID. He's like, we're just going to start this thing. We're going to go do it. And three, four, five or six weeks later, I had subscriptions to Dirt Vision. And well, I already had a Dirt Vision subscription, but I had Flow Racing. I was watching every USAC Midget race, All-Stars, everything. Um, and we've just been trying to grow the website as much as we could. Uh, Damon, when we start the podcast, we always had wanted to start the podcast, but we didn't really get it started until probably late last summer. I was going to say is like last summer is when we really started to do it consistently. Yeah. And that's, that was even tough at the start because we had such different schedules. You had to nail something down. I think people were very frustrated with me there. I didn't get too much hate mail for that. It's usually the things I say that I get yelled at for. Oh, yeah, you got to watch that now. <laughs> Dan's looking at me like, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if you've listened to any of the podcasts prior, you, you understand that he says a lot of dumb stuff, and I have a lot of major eye rolls with it. I, got, I just got ideas. What do you say? So, 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 so Damon has to control you a little bit. He's kind of like the, the guy who keeps you under control and you kind of. Yeah, yeah, but we're on Zoom, so we can't, like, Damon can't physically do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I have nothing. So, serious long for the ride at this point. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, uh, it was pretty cool uh, because I, I was working at the radio station at the time. Um, and and was actually went and just went to Newton to cover some races over there. And that's how we got connected. And then um, fast forward, what, two years, basically. And then it, it was, we need you to come, come help us out here. And so we, we did. And that's how this all started. And it's been a lot of fun since. Damon, Damon and I met each other, I think, was Knoxville running or was that a King's Royal night? Uh, King's Royal because it was Matt Weaver's computer we were sitting around. Yes, you're right. Um, there's an IndyCar rain delay at Iowa for, I think, like four hours. And everyone inside was just bitching about 
how they're still going to race. There's no way they're still going to race. And Dame and I are just there to watch an IndyCar race. Like we don't, you know, that's always, and I, I know I cover a ton of races, but like, I mean, my mindset is always just, Hey, like some people would freaking love to have a job where you can watch cars go around in circles and get paid for it. Right. So I, I don't care what time you get over. I, I always called it a working fan. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I try, you got to view yourself a little bit as, as a fan and people, uh, some people kind of expect you to be like super unbiased and like, I am at the end of the day, but like, I like the guys that like interview with us a lot or like us, like, yeah, right. I think I used the word like, like four sentences or four words in that sentence. Twice in the last sentence. Yeah. We're getting there. Got the light counter up. Hey, there's like a stars game coming up or something. <laughs> I'm getting amped up for it, buddy. <laughs> Scotty, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're welcome on any time. Um, specifically after the next one, we'll have you on on Sunday instead. I was going to come up and video you. There was too many people around you for me to get to you. <laughs> By the end of the night, I was talking to too many people. I completely spaced off trying to get a video from you. So. We'll get you next time for sure. And thanks again for uh, coming on. We appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. <laughs>